This file has been prepared for you by www.beyourownbodyguard.co.uk and this time we're going to talk about fear management. Now whenever we run events we always come up against the same what if questions and here they usually are. What if they're bigger than you? What if there's two or more of them? What if they grab you from behind? What if they have a knife or gun? What if I hit them and just make them angry? Now our answer to these what if questions is usually a little bit blunt. So what? Am I going to let someone have their way with me, even if it means me being harmed or even killed, simply because of some random variation in an event? Not likely. So what is a question asked by cowards. Heroes say so what. Try instead to think like this. So what if this guy's bigger than me? So what if there are two of them? So what if you're behind me? So what if you have a knife or gun? And finally, my personal favourite, if I strike this person and they do not immediately cease the activity that caused me to resort to violence for my self-protection, am I prepared to strike them until they do? Yes. The language that you use to talk to yourself has to be powerful, motivating and determined. That's better. Now let's discuss the root of all these questions. It's fear. Knowing what to do with your fear is what separates champions from losers. Consider this quotation from Dan Millman. If you're confronted by one person and you doubt yourself, you are outnumbered. The what-if questions all spring from pictures that you have in your mind of situations that you feel unprepared or unable to control, such as multiple attackers or knives. Now ask yourself whether you are afraid of being in a room with more than one attacker. Right. Now what if those multiple attackers were little people, like in The Wizard of Oz? Would that be as intimidating? Probably not. So the fear is not the number of people, but the size or ability, right? Maybe, but maybe not. What about bigger guys who are on crutches? They're still as hostile to you, but less able to attack you. So size can't be the issue either. So is it the ability? Do you fear the ability of another person to hurt you? Or is it the actual idea of being hurt at the hands of another person? That's probably closer to the truth. Many women in our classes talk about the fear of being followed, but this is not the real cause of the fear. We're followed all day by various people, on the high street, on the train, and we really feel apprehension just because someone happens to be going in the same direction as us. It's not the being followed that scares them, it's the chance that they might be following you as a precursor to actually harming you. The point of all this is that we need to get to the root of our fears before we can effectively address them with positive action. Here's an example. I hate ladders. I could be the toughest guy in town, but put me up a ladder and I become a shaking wreck. It's not the ladder directly though. If I pass a ladder laying in the road, I don't lock up and start to hyperventilate. What gets to me is the fact that ladders are extremely easy to fall off, and I can actually see myself taking a header from the top. Note that my fear of falling is so great that I even hate seeing other people up ladders. Once I address my fear of falling, which in turn is actually fear of pain from injury from hitting the floor from height, I'll be able to operate effectively again up ladders. Maybe I'll work on that one tomorrow. Here's an example of fear management with regard to people. I teach a freestyle karate class at a local gym, and before a class recently I was approached by this man mountain of a guy. Now I'm 6'2 and he towered another foot over me at least. He outweighed me by between 75 to 100 pounds and was literally busting with veins and muscles. Now he got into my space and although he was simply asking a polite question about classes, I began to realise I was becoming intimidated simply by his sheer size and proximity. I mean, the bulk of this muscle was impressive, 
and I started to imagine getting into a ground engagement with him, trying to deal with his strength, and believe me, this guy could have ripped me in half. I caught myself with these images and I did the following. I noticed that I'd actually shifted my weight onto my heels. I changed to push my weight onto the front third of my foot, which is what some Tai Chi guys refer to as the bubbling spring, and just the act of pushing myself forwards made, me, made my balance change, made him lean back. His change was unconscious, mine wasn't. Instead of visualising me getting crushed, choked and flattened by his weight and power, I imagined myself instead grabbing him by the windpipe, gouging his eyes out and grabbing and crushing his testicles. Once I had these images clearly in place, he looked a whole lot less intimidating. Now the conversation was a polite one, and we parted with a handshake. Had things taken a different turn, however, I'd controlled my fear and prepared myself for whatever I might have felt was necessary. This is a perfect example of fear management. Remember, fear management is not about being fearless. Fear is a natural reaction that served our species very well for a very long time. Rather, we need to manage our internal thought processes that create fear in us. You know, it's sensible to feel fear when you're confronted by a 500 pound brown bear while you're out walking unarmed in the woods, but not by a picture in your head of something that might happen. A huge part of fear management is breathing, which is covered on our courses. If you're looking for more information on fear management, I strongly recommend you check out a gentleman called Tony Blower, who arguably wrote the book on fear management. Google for him and you'll come up with a lot of information on the man and his courses. He's extremely influential in this area and his research is top-notch. For more information on our courses, please check out www.beyourownbodyguard.co.uk.